everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans, slightly shorter episode for you today. We are celebrating the holidays and the end of the year, although I really don't want 2016 to end because 2017 promises to be a horror show, maybe the end of democracy in the West. I don't know. Gab, what are you drinking? <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sad now. Um, I'm drinking orange juice. There's no booze in it because contrary to our new uh, reputations, I did have a bit of a wild weekend. Wow. Yeah. I went to two holiday parties and I drank quite a bit at both of them. And um, I didn't get home until one o'clock in the morning last night. Wild and crazy. Wild and crazy. But tonight, uh, Sunday night, I am drinking OJ because I have to hop on a plane tomorrow. What, what are you up to? What are you doing? What are you drinking? I'm, for once, actually having a little bit of alcohol. Really? Yeah, I'm having a light glass of Pinot Noir. It's. I went to the guy at the store, and I was like, I like a nice Pinot, but I don't like it pricey. I just want something drinkable, kind of juicy, not too dry. And he was like, here, here's a bottle. It's $15. And I'm like, oh, it's better than a $5 bottle, but not was it Was it Trader Joe's? No, it's this local place uh, called Dave's Pasta. Oh. Yeah. Did, did it go well with your dinner? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. What did you have for dinner? I had a hearty bowl of Guinness beef stew that I made myself with some oh. uh, thick white bread. And now you're still eating that bread? Yes. <laughs> so the wine is like doing nothing because my stomach is already full of like meat, potatoes, um, thick like gravy stew and bread i'm basically drinking grape juice i love it you're drinking grape juice and i'm drinking orange juice the only way that we could be more matchy is if i put vodka in my oj <laughs> it's it's nice to have a drink with dinner i normally don't drink by myself but you know one glass of wine with dinner it was nice i felt adult <laughs> i you know we gotta do things that feel adult um Let's steer right away from that towards soccer. I have no idea what you. I have no idea what you mean by that. Not, neither do um, I. We're we're in that that frozen tundra part of the year for Woso, where in North America there's not a lot going on, but in Australia there's plenty of go- going on. But I don't really follow the W League. Um, I know you do, but that's not really what we wanted to talk about today. The The last uh, bit of Woso happening up here was the College Cup. Yeah, congratulations to USC. I kind of didn't see that coming, but it's not like it's the most surprising result. Yeah, we're just not really... I mean, I think we called the Constellation game mm-hmm. as the championship so we were really close to calling the the two teams in the championship. Sure, I'll believe that. Definitely. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure. Interesting things happened in W League last night. Like there were some 5-1, 4-1 scores, but um moving on, yeah, out of that USC West Virginia game, there's a couple of names that are going to be relevant to us because next we want to talk about the draft for 2017. Yes. And yes. Um, on one side for West Virginia, you have the likes of Ashley Lawrence and a Kadisha Buchanan. But the thing is, with Kadisha Buchanan especially, very strong rumors she's going to go to France. 
instead of being allocated. Everybody is going to France. Or declaring for the draft. She was spotted in France, like, outside the gates of, uh, I think, PSG. Or, no, Lyon. I think it was Lyon. Um, somebody is going to be like, how could you mix those two up? Blah, 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 death. Uh, but, you know, in French. Um, well, you know, I'll mix them up. And then... I'm not sure about Ashley Lawrence. She could go to Europe, too. She could certainly find a place in Europe. She's a great player. And then from USC, Morgan Andrews, I th she said, I think she confirmed after the game, though, she's declaring for the draft. Anyway, she's played with the Breakers before, and I think she's going to go fairly high in the draft, and Boston has a lot of high draft picks, but I don't know how much they need a Morgan Andrews-style player. I would just love to have her with the team. I don't know. Is Morgan Andrews the type of player that you try to build a squad around? If you're if you're beard, or if, or if you have any kind of young squad, uh, I could see that. But I think Beard has brought in too much experienced talent to be building anything around a a, a rookie like Morgan Andrews. She she's not. Yeah, she's good, but she's not like this phenom coming out of college. Where you go, yes, that kid is going to be a centerpiece. Right. I mean, she she also kind of bounced around quite a bit in college too, right? No, she well, she Didn't she start early. out North North uh, or Notre Dame? She only transferred once. She went to Notre Dame and then she transferred to USC after a couple of years. Oh, I thought she started like Virginia and then went to Notre Dame, then went to no, USC. No. She only transferred once. She did declare early for Boston College, so I was really excited, but apparently she declared when she was like 14. When you're 14, you don't know what the fuck you want out of life and i think she was no. like well I, I actually maybe i want to go farther away from home to a better program why not she's morgan andrews so she went to notre dame well okay so you like when she went to notre dame uh-huh where was randy waldrum coaching i don't know wasn't it notre dame well, maybe <laughs> i'm pretty i'm pretty sure randy recruited morgan andrews and then left and then morgan andrews left as well yeah okay <laughs> this is like the one factoid i know like in my brain about morgan andrews no you're absolutely right and so when when like that to me if, if she's gonna declare like i think brandy has a pretty good shot of snatching her up mm. again unless she's like super pissed at him for leaving her after her freshman year i think houston has a pick in the second round um the nwsl draft list is not up to date but the last i heard boston part of the alicia chapman deal they got alicia chapman from the dash and then they sent their um second round draft pick so number 15 overall so I think the first time Houston picks might be in the second round, unless I'm forgetting a, another deal they might have made, and I I might be, actually. A, a lot happened in November. A lot happened in November, and a lot can still happen before the draft takes place. Or, fuck, shit happens at the draft. Yeah. Things happen at the draft. You don't shit know. Shit goes down. At the draft. I think Morgan Andrews to the Houston Dash. I'm you, calling it here and now. I would say, like, I don't think she's going to fall that far. But at the same time, people like Mackenzie Doniak fell pretty far in the last draft. So you don't know. 
Um, you don't know. No. You think you know, but you really don't. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. So, first You have round, no idea what it's like when people stop being nice and start being real. <laughs> At the draft. At the draft. Real world NWSL college draft. Oh my god, that's our another fake ad. <laughs> I would love a reality TV series around any aspect of NWSL. Could you imagine? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Rookie house. Rookie house, Jesus. Yeah, I guess I would. I would have liked to have seen that like Stephanie McCaffrey's rookie year. I think she would have been a hoop right. to follow. Have, have you read her blog? She started that sporting chic thing with her uh, and the Muises, the Mui. No, I haven't. I haven't read what the Mui have written. So Stephanie McCaffrey's blogs, every single one feels like at least a 15 to 20 percent opportunity to rip on Christy Mewis. Yes. <laughs> so, um, that's fun. Uh, I wish they were still on the same team. But uh, at the same time, I think it's good for McCaffrey to be in Chicago. Anyway, January 12th, that's a Thursday, 2017, should be at noon over in Los Angeles, so I guess 3 p.m. Eastern time. Should be streamed on YouTube, I want to say. Really? Wasn't the last one streamed? I swear to God, the last one was streamed. I know Jen Cooper was on some kind of broadcast. She was up there with, like, but was, and everything. Was it streamed, or was it just, like, live? I mean... Okay, so when you say YouTube stream, I think video, but I thought last time it was all audio. I swear it was a, a live video stream last time. It might be. Go on YouTube and look it up later. It might be. Yeah. I don't know. It might I be. don't know. Uh, I think it's a little, I'm not com confident enough, like, speculating on anything past first round or even first pick. I do know Boston has right now three first-round picks, one, three, and nine. Portland has no first-round picks. Um, actually, there's a lot yeah. of teams that don't have first-round picks. Yet. Uh, yet. There's, As of right now. Yeah. Who knows? Orlando might be in the market for something because they're going to maybe lose Alex Morgan for the beginning of the season. Oh, oh, where, where are they losing Alex Morgan for the beginning of the season? Uh, France. Oh. Yeah. To Le Francais. Le Francais? So one of, one, one, of, one of those things where you can a approach players via Twitter. <laughs> no, didn't you hear? So Jean-Michel Aulas? I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm sorry, France. All those years of French <laughs> wasted. You're going to um, get yelled at for so many reasons. I know. He basically admitted in an interview that he's trolling on Twitter. He's like, no, if I wanted to speak to a player, I'd get in contact with their agent. I just, like, you know, do the stuff on Twitter as a joke. And then when people take it seriously, I like to laugh. Right. And who's Alex Morgan going to be signing with? Yeah, but he's still got Alex. But it's because he, you know, contacted her agent. It's not because someone tweeted at her a bunch, like, come to France. You can play in the best stadiums in Europe. It's because they offered her probably, like, $250,000. Go get your money, Morgan. Go get paid, and they found a place for her husband in, like, fourth division French League. Oh, boy. <laughs> I guess that tells you, what, kind of like a average MLS or... Right? Would you say he's it, average it definitely or, like, gives mediocre? You... He's, he's got to be, like, below average. Um, In MLS, I guess in their mind, is equivalent to fourth tier French division. 
Well, I mean, even minimum in MLS is like $60,000 a year. Yeah. So if he makes comparable money in France and Alex makes substantially more than she would in NWSL, it sounds like she is. Like, she'll have her endorsements and everything still, but if she's pulling down over $200,000 in her salary in France, then why not go get paid? Right? Well, and then, okay, not to not to harp on this too much, but it comes back down to the fact that Alex Morgan's not even getting paid by the NWSL. Right, she's getting paid by U.S. Soccer. Although, who knows about that with the... the um with the CBA negotiations going on. Yeah. I'm I'm like, that is a power move, Morgan. Well, the thing is, she's not leaving NWSL permanently. She'd go to France. She'd play with Lyon for Champions League. That kind of runs through the beginning of NWSL season. And then she'd be back, like, early, mid-June, maybe. Maybe late June. And she'd still be mm-hmm. back for the majority of the season. So, honestly... Um, I think it's fine. Also, I think Tom Sermani and the Orlando Pride know how to function without her. They had plenty of time to adjust to, like, an Alex Morganless roster last season. So. Sure. Sure. But I also think that, um, you know, Alex Morgan kind of putting the NWSL in its place and saying, yeah, no, I'm not going to, like, jump through your hoops anymore. I'm not going to bend to your will. I'm not going to bend to the will of U.S. soccer. I'm looking out for me now. Yeah, some people are saying it's a sign that CBA negotiations aren't going well, which I would believe. But also at the same time, I would also believe any player who is willing, you know, going to get paid even 150000 like, you know, a decent six-figure salary over there would, would have to go jump on it. Because... They tallied top salaries for, like, the top three. It was, like, Becky Sauerbrunn, Christy Rampone, and someone else, right? Like, I forget what year it was, but it was a year with a major It was. It was the year after... Was it 2012? 2011. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were, like, approaching 300,000. I think the top was, like, 280-something, and that was maybe Becky or Rampone. And that was all together with their bonuses and everything. I mean, 2016 audited financials. 16 will be imbalanced again because you had like all those hex games and stuff. What, dude? Page 21. I'm I'm not looking at it. What's on page 21? Oh, so uh, this is page 21 is the notes to the financial statements where they break down the expenses by team. In 2015, the U.S. Women's National Team expenses were 10.3 million dollars. In 2016, which is the 15-16 calendar year, mm-hmm. the women's national team expenses were $23 million. Nice. Wow. So so $13 million increase mm-hmm. between 15, which, okay, so the window of time here, this is for... Yeah, differentiate between fiscal and actual year. Right, so this is for fiscal year, fiscal year 2015 is for April 1, 2014 to March 31st, yeah, 2015, right? So that does not include the Women's World Cup. Mm-hmm. 2016 fiscal year is April 1, 2015, to March 31st, 2016, which includes the Women's World Cup 
and the victory tour and all of that jazz. Yeah. Right. So in an year where we didn't have a world cup, they spent $10.3 million. I think that overlaps a little bit with qualifiers maybe. Sure, sure, sure. But then we jumped to 23 million. So here's, here's the inverse, right? Mm -hmm. During that same time period. So fiscal year 2015 would have included the men's world cup. Okay. And U.S. soccer spent $31 million. Oh. So. And then in 2016, which is an off year for the men, they they didn't have an a, a international uh, competition. Mm -hmm. They still spent $20 million. Jesus. So only $3 million yeah. less than the women in the World Cup year. Right. I guess... I, it just it rubs me the wrong way. So <laughs> name me your sex tape. Hey now. Oh. Hey now. Good communication is important in any relationship. It is. Constant communication is the key to a healthy relationship. Maybe that's why yours um, is so bad. Sorry. I'm sorry. Ahead. What? No. Keep going. Keep going. Interesting number. Um. So yeah. Anyway. So for example, last year. Uh. For the 2015 fiscal year, the top paid uh, U.S. soccer player or person, I guess, um, was uh, Josie Altidore. Okay. At well, yeah. $400,000. Yeah. And then Tim Howard at 398000 And then Jermaine Jones at $395,000. Oh, on this one, Clint Dempsey. Never mind. Those were not the top three. Those were just the three on the, that page. Mm -hmm. Clint Dempsey actually earned uh, the most for a player at $428,000. Great, great. And remind people again what time period this is for? This is for uh, April 1, 2014 to March 31st, 2015, so which includes... would have been the Men's World Cup. Yeah. And then you compare that to the year after the women came second in the World Cup and won gold at the Olympics. Yeah, so that would have been the 2012. Yeah, that would be fiscal year 2013. Um, Pia made 309,000. Alex Morgan made 282. Becky Sauerbrunn made 274. Christy Rampone made 273. Yeah, those were the top three that year. I remember that. Mm -hmm. That year would have included only the Olympics. That right. was like the first like ramp up year, though. You know, well, like 2011 just kind of happened. That would be like the Olympics after they had that incredible World Cup, even though they lost to Japan. I mean, second in the right. World Cup compared to, you know, not second in the World Cup. Yeah, but that was like the first wave of like. Holy crap, women's soccer's back. Yeah, after that weird, like, 2008 through 2010 period, we were like, ugh. Right, where we were just like, oh, man, it was nice being us for a while. Mm -hmm. Now, not so much. After that unexpected detour into money, which I'm <laughs> sure everyone is now going to be going and combing through U.S. soccer's financials, let's... Absolutely, or they're, or they're going to read your article. yeah. Um, well, now I have to write one. Great. <laughs> okay. 
All right, let's get to the viewer viewer questions. Let's. I mean, look. we got we got onto this topic by talking to Alex Morgan moving to France, the amount of money she's making over there, and how like ridiculous it is that her husband is going to be playing fourth tier, probably making comparable to MLS dollars, and she has to play Champions League. You know, else is probably going to France. Crystal Dunn. Dun dun dun. <laughs> dun dun. Sorry, Washington Spirit, but if I were Crystal Dunn and I was going to be getting, you know, France money, like PSG Lyon levels of of money, I'd I'd go too, especially after the treatment I got from the Spirit. Right? I just want to go to Europe for a year and get paid a lot of money and score a lot of goals. It's just just get that paycheck. It's Crystal Dunn's equivalent of like me going to a bungalow somewhere with no internet and writing a book. I mean, the spirit, man, it's it's tough. That's one way to put it. Yeah. It's tough to be a fan of the spirit. I sympathize a lot as a fan of Boston, but on the other hand, also, as I said before, I've never felt like our ownership had it out for me or like didn't care about me. Sometimes they bungled things and made bad decisions, but they meant well. Mm-hmm. Like that, someone who's running to help you carry something, and then they trip and knock into you, and you know stuff goes everywhere. But they were just—they just wanted to help you so bad. Really energetic, like an energetic puppy that just gets in the way. <laughs> yeah, a little right? bit. Right, get in the way of their own cells. So, but yeah. the spirit—it's like it feel—it feels like someone deliberately sticking their foot out to trip you sometimes. Not in that, char- not in the Lucy and Charlie Brown sort of way, though. But in, like, a different way? Well, I mean, Lucy and Charlie Brown, that was always, like, Lucy just being mean. Right? Yeah. But, like, like it's like... Maybe this being, like, um, uncaring. Like, not necessarily, like, actual malice, but just not caring where your foot is or if anyone falls over it. It's like, that's where you want to put your foot. And if people trip over it, then that's that's their problem. You're not going to remove your foot. No. Why why would you remove your foot? I'm sorry, Washington Spirit fans. Hopefully it won't be that bad in tw- I mean I'm trying to say this about everything in 2017. Hopefully it won't be that bad, but I feel like 2017 might be a really shitty year all around. Which sucks because 2016 has not been fantastic. Nope. But it's like 2016 was the slide down into the pit and then 2017 is when we're actually in the pit. Mm-hmm. We'll be missing the slide soon enough. The pit of despair. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Let's end on a happy note with some viewer wishes for 2017. A new year, a clean slate. So we asked if you could get one Woso thing for the holidays, what would you ask for? Just one. Mm-hmm. All right, very first reply we got, Meg Linehan, Becky Sauerbrunn to finally win a major award. Ooh. Well, it turns out Tobin Heath was U.S. Soccer's Player of the Year, but I'm actually not too mad about that. That was awesome. All right, just let it out. I mean, so Becky didn't really have an awesome year. No, no, she didn't. Like, by right? Becky Sauerbrunn's standards, she did not have a Sauerbrunnian year. No, it was not a Sauerbrunnian year for her. and But I think Tobin kind of did have, like... I think we might be experiencing peak Tobin. 
this year, I mean, remember when that she went on that tear where she had an assist in like five, six games in a row for Portland? Yeah. She had an outstanding year. I think she continued it to a certain degree for the national team. This year was Tobin finally blossoming into the Tobin we knew she could be. Well, she's had to put on leadership pants. <laughs> she uh-huh. still is figuring out how to skateboard in said leadership pants. But, you know, she's it feels like she's trying not trying. She's being a more successful footballer and less of like a surfer girl who plays footy. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah, that makes like, sense. And I, was, and I was kind of expecting that sort of transformation to happen after she had played in France or played somewhere else where she could, you know, kind of have not a cultural, like, renaissance or something like that, but where she could reflect and see, like, how much the sport how big how big of an element the sport is in her life and just something about the last year i've been like it it, it happened it clicked hmm. you know a little later than i think some fans would have liked but it happened and it was pretty nice to watch right uh, love it yeah all right calm down there i'm calm Nickel Nope said a higher overall pay with all players being paid. And I assume this means NWSL or could apply to the national team as well. Actually could apply to all female players everywhere. Oh, now I've depressed myself. Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm like, why are you making that such a big deal? Um, <laughs> Unhit that button. At Epsi Daisy wished for Canada to play more friendlies. And for Sink to pass Abby's record. So we specified one Woso wish, so you're going to have to choose which one. Although they are kind of linked in- intrinsically. Like, Canada has to play more friendlies if Sink's ever going to pass Abby's record. I mean, Sink had a pretty good interview this week, right? Yeah, she did. Uh, she had a conference call when she won Canada Soccer's Player of the Year. The 13th time? I was kind of hoping she'd stay at 12 just for the poetry of it. But it's Stop like it. 13 out of 17 times now that they've, since the award has existed, it's gone to her. And, <laughs> and the whole conference call, she was just like, let's talk about the team and what this means for the team and what the team can do and the staff and, you know, my blah, blah, blah. But yeah, she did say she doesn't really care about Abby's record. The thing for her was passing Mia Hamm's record. That meant something to her. Right. Uh, can you also elaborate a little bit about what she, uh, how she would um, go about choosing between Portland and Vancouver for an NWSL team? She didn't choose. She just was. I know. I can't believe you asked that question. I was. It was a great question, but she just was like, oh, ah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I can't I believe no one's believe asked her that question. Put that idea in she's, her brain. She's mentioned expansion to Canada a couple times now for NWSL, so I don't know why it hasn't been in everybody else's mind. Because Vancouver's an obvious target, right? Even though the Whitecaps women have kind of not treated their the, the Whitecaps haven't treated their women's side very well, so I don't know if it would go through the Whitecaps. But like Vancouver's an obvious market that you have to consider. So so if it you know that's her hometown, like why? Why wouldn't that be the first question you'd ask? Anyway, she doesn't know. She'll she'll choose if and when it happens. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway, she doesn't know. Panicking Portland fans, you don't 
really have a reason to panic, but you don't have a reason to not panic either. Well, thank you. I'm going to sleep really well tonight. You have at least, you have her at least for 2017, and we're not going to expand to Canada in 2018 either. You're fine for the next two years. Yeah, I don't think she's going to go to L.A. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine Sink playing in L.A.? She played for the for FC Gold Pride. She's been like kind of the Bay Area, so that that area ish before. What? That's like saying Boston is DC. The Northeast, whatever. But you know that California area. Um, <laughs> but then Portland didn't exist as a franchise in WPS, so you can't really compare. <laughs> oh man, you're just pissing everyone off tonight. <laughs> Portlanders, I love it. Or, or like a. People in LA outraged, like, what do you mean Bay Area? God. Bay Area. What do you mean Bay Area is like LA? You're all in California. <laughs> oh my God. What other holes can we dig for you? At Bookish Die said, new ownership for the spirit. Yikes. Got real sad real fast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So the spirit. Uh,. DC and ownership groups. That's, that's, I feel like we could write a book about that. Uh, I think a lot's been said about it. I think we're just going to let people percolate on that one. See what yeah, else I don't think the DC draft. ownership group is going anywhere anytime soon. No. As long as the Maryland soccerplex keeps selling out. So our next one was at Morgan Messelwhite. There's some vowels missing, I assume, to get the name to fit, so I'm, I'm just filling them in with some guesses. Uh, they wanted allocation of Aussie national team players in the NWSL. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think uh, bringing in Australia as a NWSL-like federation uh-huh. is would be fantastic and it would provide opportunity for australian players as well as you know potentially any player in the nwsl to kind of play year round i would love it if australia allocated to nwsl i'm not so certain about an exchange between nwsl and w league if players want to go there that's fine but i think i'm a little wary now after uh, an interview with keelan winters where she basically doesn't really regard the w league as a pro league she called it semi-pro the standards are not oh, really? quite, yeah, the standards aren't great right now, but I think they're working on it. So maybe in the future, by the time the deal comes around, it won't be as big a deal. And for Keelan to say something as semi-pro, that's, that's a pretty big deal. Mm. Uh, at Willow Cabins wanted, all caps, Canadian NWSL expansion. I think we talked about you that. don't get Vancouver. <laughs> Over my dead body. I'm sure NWSL could arrange that. At I'm sure. <laughs> at Chest Rockwell, fourteen wanted for an end to the horrors of this spirit off season. I'm telling you, it's rough. It's rough for spirit fans right now. On the one hand, I'm just like, I've been taking hits so long. I'm just relieved that they stopped for me. But I also feel bad knowing how bad it feels to see somebody else like uh-huh. get beat up like this. So. At Susie Rags wanted good broadcast contrast, contract, contract. That's got to be a typo. Good broadcast contract. Where teams commit to having more than two cameras. I or think they where mean... we're trying to get like a national, mm-hmm. a league wide 
on some major network. At Jackie Grow wants an LAFC NWSL soccer team. I think you're going to get that. Soon. Maybe not next year. Soon. Maybe the announcement next year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at Bear Sayer wants a new manager. I don't know if this is for the Boston Breakers or for the national team. I think for the national team. I Why think... would you say for the Breakers? I don't know. Uh, national team. Oh, they clarified. They like Beard. Okay. So, yeah. National team. Um, I don't know. I like what Jill Ellis has been doing recently with the roster. I just... Sort of. Okay. So, do you trust Jill Ellis? Like, do you trust that Jill Ellis is actually in the driver's seat? No. Or do you think that Jill Ellis is really just... She threw the papers up in the air. I think, and is seeing what, sh- what shit lands, like, straight up. I think Jill has her strengths. And I think those strengths still don't make me confident in her at the highest level of competition. Do you think Jill Ellis will be the U.S. Women's National Team head coach at the next Women's World Cup? Yes. Damn it. Something awful is going to have to happen in 2017 or 2018 to get rid of her. And I don't think there's going to be an opportunity for something awful unless... I just don't know what awful means. Well, it'll have to be a repeat of Algarve when Tom Sermani got fired, but like worse. Yeah, wouldn't that have been the Olympics? Yeah, I guess so. So yeah, that's why I think she's not going to be gone in 2019. It would have to be right, so which much is worse why, than that. Which is why I don't understand what the word awful means. <laughs> like awful has happened and then nothing, no consequences. So like, now awful like is meaningless. Like in, in, one, in one example, awful happened and this action took place. Mm. And now awful happened again and no action took place. At Dance Master at once to get rid of the new ugly crest for the national team and bring the old one back. This one I gotta disagree. The old one was corny as hell. The old one was the flying soccer ball? Yeah, and it was, no. what, late 80s, early 90s? That's when we got that logo? It was a yeah. 90, very 90s logo? Mm-mm. Yeah. The new one's a lot cleaner. I could do, I could do without the font for USA. Yeah. But, I mean. It's much cleaner and much more modern. It's much nicer. Um, at Mary Off Topic. Sorry, may, maybe maybe you will get a new logo. I don't. We don't know. <laughs> at Mary Off Topic wants a substantial salary bump for all NWSL players. Me too. Oh, uh, I thought she was just asking for a substantial salary bump. I mean, for ourselves too. You know, right? This I think is... everyone should get a substantial salary bump. This is the Money Podcast. Reblog this podcast, and money will come into your life. Boom. <laughs> And then we're coming to the end here. Uh, Ted Williams, old friend of the podcast, wants NWSL broadcast standards on YouTube to have like a basic checklist for everyone. So infrastructure, cameras, graphics, on-air talent. I also want a consistent internet connection. Yeah. You don't want to know what the Boston Breakers are using to live stream. Nope. (laughs) You I don't f- want to know what the breakers are using. I don't want to know what Sky Blue's using. And I don't want to know whatever is going on down in D.C. You would think it being Harvard campus, they would have some infrastructure there. I don't know that they really do. Maybe they do, and I'm wrong, and I owe someone an apology. Anyway. Don't don't apologize. <laughs> Even if you're you wrong. You didn't don't offend apologize. anyone with that statement. I'm sure the breakers are listening in real hard right now. I know, right? <laughs> That's 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 all they get. That's all just they're doing right now. Matt Beard tuning the wireless, leaning over with his ear close to the radio, and just going like, "That's not how it is." 
That's <laughs> not old timey in his rocking chair. <laughs> well, I'm thinking like English, you know, like um. So 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 you're thinking old timey? Sure. We'll just insult the English while we're at it. <laughs> you will. I haven't insulted anyone all. What night. do you mean? I well, I said English, and you said you mean old timey. How is that not? Yeah, you you take responsibility for your own insults. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? Fine, I'll insult the English. I think you're old timey. At Backseat Gaffer wants a fair, equitable player selection process that takes into account NWSL performance. So for the national team, it, do you I think, think I think we're we're getting there. Yeah. Which again comes back to my: Do you really trust what Jill Ellis is doing? I think Jill Ellis is picking the names, although she's not necessarily using the names correctly. Right. Because her ability only goes so far. Anyway, yeah. So to sum up, thank you for all of your submissions and neither of us has any faith in Jill. Happy 2016.